Don't you die! What a great note to start on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta sit through this, this man. Unhinged podcast today. No, yeah, we're just gonna talk during it. Okay. I see. I think we need some chaos energy going. Yeah. All right. There'll surely be plenty throughout. We don't have the overlay, so it's it's time to to just rock. We're gonna we're gonna do Alex's chart. That's the <laughs> lead in Super Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm your host Ryan. I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Alex. It's me. I'm in the spotlight today. I get to be ridiculed. <laughs> Wyatt. Welcome to the life of being Wyatt, constantly ridiculed about your taste. <laughs> and Brad. Hello, I cannot ever relate to this, Alex. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what you see from your perspective. We're going to have a good time today. Uh, all right, well, we're doing the, the, the thing. Last episode we did this, it took the whole episode. So we're going to just get started with it. And if we have extra time, we'll talk about video game stuff, because some stuff has happened. I don't know if it's that important. <laughs> Comparatively. Adjacent media. Adjacent, yeah. Media's in a crazy week this week, Okay. SN- Try Guys and SNL, some weird stuff's going on. I think it's time to we, let's SNL. forget about media for a little while. <laughs> and instead talk about, about video games. It's time for video game. Uh, time an industry games. that never has any drama or horrible things happen to people. It never Of course not. Happened. Why would it's you ever peachy. say that? It's all peachy keen and, and just lovely and beautiful over here. And Good times horrible, all around. Depressing mess. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Alex, take it away. Alrighty. I think I'm going to follow in, in Brett's lead here. I, I, I really liked the runners-up bit because it allowed me to mention more games that i've played which i really wish was more and through through game pass it's 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 gotten to be more anyway um starting at the bottom and then going up to the the best of all time because you know how how lists do um up first is tons of hours played uh first runners up i have uh destiny 2 and the witcher 3 um destiny 2 i don't want to look at my hours played right now because (laughs) it is I already know I am it's curious over... what yours are. <laughs> I, I believe right now it's around 2,500. Oh um, my god. Big <laughs> ones. You're hitting my Final Fantasy 14 numbers there. <laughs> so... Jeez. Um, uh, other runner-up is The Witcher 3 because I have now replayed it four and a half times. Oh, I mean, good game to replay and that it game, yeah, And that yeah. game is long. It's yeah. longer than it needs to be. But it's still fun, so I go through it four and a half times and there's so much Um, different stuff you can do too that's the kicker for those types of games when it's actually different yeah it's great i I still struggle to choose tris over over yennefer though it's it's been look if you've played the second game you are never going to choose tris exactly (laughs) it's not worth it Uh, um, but anyway, uh, on to the actual one. Do we do a drummer roll, or do you guys guess what it is at all? I pre- it's go. been a while. All right. Um, I think we guessed during, but uh, I guess would have been Destiny 2. So It would have been. And I'm pretty sure Destiny 2 has more hours played than this, but I, I'm choosing this specific one because Not of... Not as impactful. 
Um, need something for your guilty pleasure game. The, the oh oh, I have something for my guilty pleasure game. Um, but I'm I'm choosing this one because of the the multiple different forms in which I've spent hours doing it. Uh, pl- playing playing it. Some some involved in it. Uh, Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls oh, of Five. Of course. Because not only have <laughs> I been win. not only have I been you know playing it so so much. You know, with vanilla doing modded playthroughs, coming back years later with the DLC, modding those playthroughs again, <laughs> um, and then I've been working on the the Beyond Skyrim modding team for Morrowind, and I started doing some work for Argonia, too. So I've I've been in in this in a in a multimedia type fashion for them, and I've enjoyed my time on the team a lot. Nice. I'm excited um, to see your work in the in these mods. I think it's gonna be very exciting. Right. Um, alrighty. Uh, guilty pleasure. Uh, the the runner up for this one, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Wait, it's before we move on. Oh, I did realize we we neglected to ask the Skyrim question. Do you play a stealth archer? <laughs> uh, I played a stealth archer for my first three playthroughs. Okay, um, good numbers. Good numbers. <laughs> I, the the current playthrough that I'm on that I still got I still need your help in just installing the Wabajack mod pack. I have sworn to not uh pick up a bow. Unfortunately, that ended up in me getting the the Daedric bow summoning thing. So I, I like I like using summoned weapons. Um, other than that, technically I, I'm not picking up a bow. <laughs> Yeah. Other than that, I'm an orc warlord who only uses heavy weapons, and that, nice. that's been fun. Or a uh, sword and shield, because I, you know, I want some good blocking action. I want to see how the feedback for that was, because I hadn't used a shield before with all the stealth archer playthroughs. <laughs> you know, can't fault you for that. All right. <laughs> all that's the right. Skyrim discussion. Uh, yeah, you, you got him with his. He's he's screaming. At God, what? With his little Pac-Man. <laughs> with, with with his little what? Pac-Man what if it sounds so much like Mario falling off a cliff? <laughs> because that was Mario falling off a cliff. <laughs> what are you talking about? That didn't sound like Mario. That wasn't a very good Chris Pratt impression. <laughs> you spent a lot of time stomping on all those Koopas. Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh god! Oh, away no. from away from Christopher, and then you know his his little my one of my favorite daggers to use the the May Rune's razor. God, I love the Daedric Prince voice actors. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Uh, guilty pleasure. Uh, the the runner up for this one is Fire Emblem Heroes because it's a gotcha game, and although I have yet to spend actual money on it because I refuse to spend money on a mobile game. Uh, that's like in-app purchases and things like that. Um, dear God, if I come close to buying summoning orb packs for that, don't get sucked um, in. Don't yeah, do it. But I, it's it's I I like it a lot more than normal Fire Emblem, and that's another reason why I'm guilty about normal Fire Emblem is a big commitment, though. You gotta it's, like it's also yeah. Lock yourself into playing a Fire Emblem game, which is why look. I love Fire Emblem, but man, they are. It's hard to recommend someone play that as their first strategy game, even though they are oh, absolutely pretty it's, good. Yeah. Um. 
what was I gonna? Oh yeah, but uh, like in it's it's a big commitment in more ways than one because the maps are also so much huger. Here, you don't scroll. It the the phone screen is all the map you get, and it's it's nice. You know, player movement is scaled down to a nice degree. It's no, it's it's good. I feel like it it scales it down to a very nice manageable bit and still has plenty of strategy to go along with it. Nice. Um, oh no, if my mouse unfreezes, <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, guilty pleasure actual award, Ninja Gaiden Sigma. <laughs> he looks so <laughs> that dead. Is such a curse. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so sad. Oh, I mean, the rest God. of it looks really good. It's just it's the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. It's I, like, I think after <laughs> this episode, we're gonna have to take yours and Brett's drawings here and make them into like server emotes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was say, this should. is a great drawing because I think this was my facial expression while I was playing Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, and yet it kept me coming back for more somehow. Because it, it feels good when you get into it, and you can't get away. <laughs> It's addictive. It's a, it's one of those arcade philosophy games that I do love. If it hits have... you right, it hits you right. I do love the uh, the tutorial knife stuck in his head. That's a very <laughs> yeah. very nice touch. <laughs> I I missed them so often when they were right in front of me. You see them to hit yeah, you directly my... in the brain. Yeah. Uh... Yes. After that, any questions regarding to Sigma? We've we've talked about Ninja than, Gaiden a lot. Recently. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah we've well, done that. I mean, other, a lot than more the, other than just the general like how, <laughs> I I don't know. It's good. Something about it's good. It's got the juice. When you slice someone and their head the explodes, juice. that feels pretty good. When you can see what you're doing, it's got plenty of juice. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta also, struggle love... a little bit to enjoy something. It's it's I I love stun locking enemies with the Vagurian flail. And they love stun oh, yeah. locking yeah. you. They do. <laughs> it's it's good to get some payback with the old. That's when you spam the flying swallow enough to kill everything on screen. <laughs> yep. Until there are enemies that are immune to it, and you have to suck it up and actually play the game. But you know, what enemies are immune <laughs> to the flying swallow? Oh, you you've probably dealt with them already. Oh, the demons. They're, they're not. Yeah, they, the Vigorian flail tends to on. take care of them. Yeah, you gotta like hit them and stun them. Um. All right, then. Games that I always come back to. Uh, first runner-up is Overgrowth, the the game where you play as a martial, martial arts rabbit who beats the absolute crap of, out of other rabbits, wolves, and feral cats. Um, I did finally play Overgrowth. Healing. It's a good it's time. Very, very, very fun ragdoll physics-y <clears throat> uh, beat-em-up action. It almost kind of has the uh, Hotline Miami loop really you got to go in and if you you die you restart the level so you gotta like yeah execute your plan perfectly hmm. if you do it it's, it works well yeah has, has a lot of fun stuff with it uh uncharted as a series i've extolled its values so often on this podcast i don't really think i need to say too much more <laughs> about it um just as a series except for the original you know it keeps me coming back i've played two I've played four more times than I can count. I've played two yeah. about three times. I still need to play three um, and four. Four. I keep saying four, I gotta do it. Four <laughs> is then, very, very good. Yeah. I believe I not not just. I, I finished um 
my third playthrough of Lost Legacy a few months back. Mm. All good games. It's a very, yeah, yes. very good times. Um, the actual game, what is it? I'm not entirely sure I remember. Dead oh. Cells! <laughs> That's another good oh, pick. There he is, it's Jonathan Dead Cells. Roguelikes always have that, like, I gotta come back to it at some point yeah. uh, quality to them. Well, when, whenever I boot up my Switch once once in a blue moon, it's usually to play Dead Cells. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if there's, oh, ooh, new DLC, new areas, new enemies, new difficulty modes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I do, oh, yeah. and I get sucked into it for a good month, month and a half for, for playtime-wise. They just keep updating it. It's one of those games. Yeah. It's like the ter Terraria. It's sometimes just a new updated version of Dead Cells appears in your library. And like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't call it Dead Cells 2. It's it's crazy how we have the technology for that. <laughs> and then update a game. And then you play it and you really enjoy it. Because uh, it's, a, it's a good roguelike with light enough story elements that I can't spoil because they're still considered spoilers. Yeah. Every, every dead has a cell. <laughs> <laughs> cells with dead within cells interlinked. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Uh, uh, uh. Uh. Okay, stressful game. Of course, Ninja Gaiden Sigma is in here. Good pick. Um, Definitely fits. Certainly didn't make uh, me want to rip my hair out at some points. Oh, one hundred percent. Maybe want to rip my head off. So. <laughs> Yeah, They'll do that for um, you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's not, you don't have to do that with that game. <laughs> Another runner-up here. This is the first of many times this game is going to appear. Uh, God of War, the the yeah. the newest one, the fourth one. Um, for the absolute longest time, I took a very long break from this game when I was fighting the the elves, the the elves in this in the water world. Mm -hmm. That was infuriating. Yeah. to me. And I think... while it still feels like you, you get the Ninja Gaiden-style juice from getting combos right, uh, there's still a, a heavy penalty to, to messing up some stuff, especially with Valkyries uh, yeah. in, in God of War. Yeah, I think a lot of that, too, has to do with uh, just the way that health works. Um, just they're, they're, like, very limited pickups in, like, one sit, like, a encounter. And so if you yeah. start to run out of those pickups and you're not, like, using them properly or you're just taking too much damage, it gets very sweaty very quickly. Yeah. That's that's why I have armor that either regenerates on hit or regenerates my my health really slow. I feel like it's it's a must until I get a hang of it, yeah. which I'll probably be on for a lot longer time when I pick it up again because I will because Ragnarok is coming out. Ragnarok is coming and oh boy, Ragnarok is coming. <laughs> Ooh boy. Okay, um, play that game. actual stress, actual stressful game. I remember what this one is. Super hot. Oh, mm. oh uh -huh. specifically, you should note here that you were playing Mind Control Delete. Yeah, specifically the quote-unquote sequel, uh, Super Hot Mind Control Delete. The it is absolutely, one. it is absolutely for that reason, Ryan. But also, <laughs> something that I was so it's like a very fun slow moot em up kind of. I what would you call it? John Wick uh, Simulator. Uh, genre, yeah. Yeah, every, everything's in, <laughs> in some fun, fun, injectable bullet time. Um, straight into the veins. Um, yeah. But at higher difficulties, and some of the, the, the rogue 
light levels with some certain modifiers, it becomes a strategy game very fast. Oh yeah, it becomes a puzzle game for sure. <laughs> it's it's a strategy. It's a puzzle. It's a it's a real time. Oh god, it. You could say it's almost like a point and click. Real time with pause. You could actually. Ryan, you know, you know what that, you know what that sentence does to me. <laughs> I not, know that's why I said not it. good things, <laughs> not good things. Uh, but also, you. one of the reasons why it's I, I, stressful and infuriating are are a little uh, switchy for this one. Um, but at the end of Mind Control Delete, this is I'm not going to say story spoilers or anything. Um, but during uh, the credits are unskippable. And I believe they are eight hours long. Uh, yeah, one of those. And they they don't keep your place. So if you have to, <clears throat> you know, do some work on your computer or go do something else and come back and find the game crashed, well, no, no, no my mistake. It was originally eight hours long. the The devs patched it to be three and a half hours long. Great! <laughs> what an improvement. In the credits. <laughs> not able to do anything. It's not one of those fun credit scenes where you can walk around a place and do stuff or shoot things. Nope, nothing interactable. You just watch a progress bar very, very slowly go by. I just... I'm so curious to what the thought process... I? Was. <laughs> they they were trying to be too artsy. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I feel like an artsy thing like that... Ten minutes, most exactly yeah, maximum That's... ten minutes. Certain certain people, it's the same thing with the with the the witness, uh, where it's just like certain times the avant garde goes past the respect for for players' time statistic, and it just it just goes too far off the the eight hour deep end, and it's just it's not worth it. It's not worth it for whatever super hot is trying to say about whatever it's but trying to say. I finally, I, I I had the computer on in the background while I was doing some work at some point, because I finally just bit the bullet. I'm just like, I feel the itch to shoot red crystal people. So I, I left it on in the background, and it's... Uh, I'm finally able to again. I'm never going to play the last level, because I'm horrified that it'll put me through that again. Yeah, I don't blame you. Wow. Man, I hope not. <laughs> God, <laughs> that would be truly horrible. All right, uh, that stressful game, super hot. Alrighty, last two on the first line. Relaxing game. Um, Microsoft Solitaire as the first runner-up. Alex, I understand you on a spiritual level right now. <laughs> 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 there is a a franchise, a, a game developer that sadly has stopped making games now, named Zachtronics. Uh, you might know them as the Infiniminer developer way back when, the game that inspired Minecraft. They make puzzle games, oh. and uh, many of their puzzle games come bundled, in fact, I think all of them, past a certain date, have come puzzled with Solitaire, a different <laughs> version of Solitaire to play. And so now whenever I am just tired, I go play Zachtronics Solitaire. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah. Um. I solitaire is great. I don't have to worry about disappointing or being shot in the head by other people. Um. <laughs> I just have myself some nicely illustrated on a screen cards, 
and a little 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 bit of little bit of strategy and puzzleness that that I always like. Just enough. Yeah. Just enough stuff to keep you going. Uh, All right. Other. Oh. I just say things to make sure there's no dead air. If I All speak right. a word like that, you can just start talking. Okay. Um. Other <laughs> runner-up, we have Professor Layton. Mostly the series in general. Um. I'd say like the the fourth game in the series particular but yeah professor layton very calm relaxing music atmosphere um you can take puzzles in the story at your own pace uh very very chill vibes from from the professor layton series the hopes of the games that actually use the the ds pad <laughs> yeah well that that's a, a nice thing. Although I will say, when I saw Professor L here, I thought there was like some weird Mario spinoff. You know, it was Doctor Mario. I was like, is there like a Professor Luigi? I'm here to oh teach you. God. I'm here to teach you college grade calculus. Wow. <laughs> I'd play that. No, it's just it's the origins of Gooigi and how it how oh. it came to be. Oh no, it's Luigi's mansion. <laughs> Don't get Gooigi wet. Um, what is... Do I remember what the actual relaxing game is? Oh. Overgrowth! That's right. <laughs> uh, the relaxing Creature. game is one of the runner-ups from before here. Uh, Overgrowth. What, what oh, is that like? a hand grabbing you? Scrolled it back yeah. to try to find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a hand just grabbing the rabbit. The There's no hand in the game. I just drew a rabbit with a little... Of course. Uh, Ba uh, martial arts bandana on Alex, his head. I hope you know that these are these are too perfect. <laughs> they're very good. <laughs> they're very very good <laughs> because they're just artistic enough that you can tell not not a regular person could draw these. <laughs> <laughs> they they have the intentionally bad energy that I think we were looking for. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, um, because you yeah, gave the rabbit specular highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him! Look at him! Look at his eyes pleading as you just grab him. <laughs> really, that's just unfortunate. <laughs> that is what a game um, can feel like, but yeah, yeah, just, you know, it's uh, combos in that game are very easy to pull off. You have a a, a small move set that just feels really good and satisfying, and something about ragdolling physics puts me at ease, um, especially just... with weirdly shaped creatures. Yeah. Yeah. You get some you some fun shapes in that game to if knock around. I, if I roundhouse kick an anthropomorphic rabbit into lava, it's a good day for me. That is <laughs> a whole sentence. <laughs> so much to unpack. <laughs> a lot to think about. Am I am I moving houses? Because this is a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on. on that on that note, on to the last game in the line, a childhood game. I I have I have a very stick runner up here in um, Happy Wheels. I, I was going to say I love that you nice. chose Happy Wheels as a childhood game. Ha well, Happy Wheels, it's true. It's true. Yeah. As, yeah. As something I played during study hall, one of the teachers came over and was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Uh, um. I still love my middle school math teacher. Look, anyone who hasn't heard of Happy Wheels, go look it up. Go go on a little journey. <laughs> Different go, generation, if you, you haven't. You are, it, it was definitely 
it, it was I, I think it was around the same time as like the, the Minecraft Let's Play boom, right? Yes. Oh so yeah, it was, it was like, coinciding with stuff. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, lots of Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, um oh god, the cursed name Tabuscus, if anyone ever remembers oh, that. Man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Cursed. Cursed name. Don't um, invoke him. <laughs> yeah. So Happy Wheels being a runner up. Skyward Sword. Uh, being one of my more memorable Legend of Zelda games, especially on the Wii, when when I was very active on the Wii as a Wii boy, um, and Plasma Burst too. Another, I, I was doing a lot of browser gaming uh, as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Pla That's how Plasma it goes. Too. Also, um, Rays uh, is, is also on here with Plasma Burst too. Classic. Gotta love your side-scrolling browser shooters. Um, actual childhood game is also a browser one though. Uh, Fireboy oh! and Water Girl. Yo. Yo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Once again, coming back at it with that fun 2D puzzle browser action. I would Yay. love for more of these games to make like m more modern ports of them that are not flash based. Yeah. Ooh. Imagine a Switch yeah. port. You know, game. I did thought for, oh, the longest imagine time... Switch collection of Fireboy and Water Girl, one through seven. Be wonderful. That would be good. You know what I thought for the longest time was that when Flash was being phased out, I was like, you know what? I think a lot of people are going to remake all of these Flash games for, like, Itch or something. And then Itch is going to be this, like, new home for all of these, like, kind of maybe, like, forgotten uh, Flash games and stuff. Because the crazy really... thing with Flash games, a lot of them are stunningly complete. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. compared to itch demos and whatnot, and I long time ago took a dive into Flash, and I think a lot of the reason is that they work really well based on just animation. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone who knows how to, like, animate digitally and can write just some basic collision code, you can make a good Flash game. I sincerely hope that a lot of the Flash game devs are still in the game industry doing doing. A lot of them, are, yeah, work. a lot of them are, I think. It's a different time. Yeah. Alrighty, on to the second row. Uh, with favorite boss fight, we have uh God of God of War is a runner up. For a second, I thought um, that was Garden of Salvation, and I was gonna punch you. I... <laughs> you, Ryan, you you uh, know too well that <laughs> that could never be on this list. Oh my god. <laughs> For those who um, don't know, that is it is the most busted raid boss I've ever played against. It is a nightmare incarnate. You fight, Vex you fight Vex Jesus, and in keeping with that theme, he has the ability to create miracles, which are just glitches of the game not working properly, or skipping damage phases. <laughs> or physics launching you into the sky, or some yeah. inane thing. Into the sky, or further into the Vex milk, or just dying. Time is not working. It's horrible. Truly horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but God of War specifically, is it spoilers if I say a late game boss fight at this point with Ragnarok almost coming out? Are there any late game bosses in that game that are spoilers? I don't think there's any boss fights in that game that are spoilers. Uh, uh Balder. Yeah, he's the first boss. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the first, he's also the last boss. But yeah, because you you clearly don't kill him in the first fight, so you know yeah. he's gonna come back. Yeah, I, I think you're you're, his... you're in the clear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine, yeah. His fine. his last boss fight with the the story significance to it and just how oh, it yeah. feels with the teamwork of uh 
Atreus and you working together, it's so good. Super cinematic mm. as well. Yeah. Oh god, the the arrow going through his hand, you can finally feel. Oh, very good stuff. Um, sec, uh, second runner-up, uh, the Witch Queen story and raid boss, Rolk, Disciple of the Witness. Um, this is the mm. first raid where Destiny brought in uh, that uh, the, the the first raid that Destiny did that finally feels like a Final Fantasy XIV raid. Um, in in that you know you're not just shooting a boss's head who's up in the sky or anything, he's getting close and personal with you, and you're not going to like it. In you're doing the best proper way. mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get tiny little spoiler for when you do it, Ryan. Um, he will kick you. I like just the well, ominous silence around the sentence he will kick you. <laughs> I was Sweet. expecting some kind of follow-up. That means nothing. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. Kind of, you know. yeah. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Rolk will kick you. Um, actual favorite boss fight. Uh, Lost Legacy, the, the final oh. boss. Wet because This is my oh. favorite boss fight because it takes place in a train level. It's a boss uh, fight. It's a final boss in a train level. It's you and Nadine uh, punching and kicking the absolute crap out of this wannabe terrorist in front of an atomic bomb. Everything is connected. It all goes I back. Mean, why trains. not? Gotta go back to the train. And God, the, you guys trading punches with him just feels so good. Naughty Dog really got their their melee combat to to feel. Yes, they changed yes, it every team. single game, and with the final one, they finally figured it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, literally, it was so bad every game that they just completely changed it every single time until they finally got to four, where it felt it's, good. <laughs> it's so impactful, and there's such a good flow to how it actually feels, and the satisfaction of him being crushed underneath the bomb. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Very good stuff. Um, Favorite ending? You have... God of War as a runner-up because yeah you know, the the boss fight uh, Professor Layton two uh, is one of my favorite games in the series series um, story wise um, because the I, I I guess yeah still spoiler if anyone wants to play Professor Layton and the diabolical box but hasn't um it's all your one chance to to go away. Yeah. yeah, it's all hallucination. Um, yeah, uh, you're fighting a, an old man who thinks he's a vampire but isn't. It's it. It feels. I, I like that it, distinction. <laughs> it really thinks he's a vampire, <laughs> but you think he's a vampire too. You're you're sword fighting with him like he's a spry young man. Um, he is not. He's in his late eighties. Um, you're it. Uh, it's. Yeah, you you reunite him with his granddaughter at the end. It's Professor Leighton's stories at the end are always very touching, but this one aided by you know it's absolutely wonderful musical score. Really, really does it. This was one of the first games to make me cry. Oh. My mouse is stuck again. I bet <laughs> that'll time. make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, after I've said that, I'm not sure why I didn't have that as the favorite ending bit. Uh, but the actual favorite ending bit, uh, 
Spider-Man for the PS4. Ah, oh, good choice. Oh, what, a, what a great give, good give choice. Give that boy some more trauma. <laughs> <laughs> we can fit so God. much trauma in this baby. Look at him crying his stupid little eyes out. <laughs> Kill your mentor. Truly, oh you sound God. like Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah, very, very good story all throughout. You know, uh, watching uh, Doctor Octavius's slow decline, finally going after him. Good stuff. Good stuff. Very nice cinematic game. Um, that's the last bit on that. Best art style. Um. We have uh, runner runners up being Tunic, uh, the the Legend of Zelda like uh, that we play. Did we we played that on Game Pass a while ago, right? Yeah, yeah we did. One of the games? Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the ones that Brett suggested, and I've still yet to finish, but I really want to because Beautiful it game. is so pretty. Oh, oh, and and it has that cool mechanic where you're assembling pieces of a physical manual. Good stuff. Uh, Okami. Wonderful. The others are like. <laughs> I'm beginning to sense. Are a you theme. implying that Guilty Gear isn't a Zelda-like? <laughs> if you have you ever heard enough. of Guilty Gear Overture? <laughs> you should look it up. I I would like to watch the four and a half hour long movie before I play the game, Ryan. Oh, Guilty Gear Overture was a PS2 game. All right, oh. we're going back. It's where they decided that why why should a game stick to a genre that it's known for? No, we're gonna go make a crazy like real time action skirmish game. Are you for real? Yes, Guilty Gear Overture. Like I need to play this play. game on Steam because it looks like a fever dream. This game looks <laughs> fake, <laughs> and yet apparently it does literally good. look bootleg. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it looks like a bootleg. It looks like a that game someone awesome. would rip the assets out of the game <laughs> and make this as like a side project. But I've heard it's uh, really fun. So. Oh. Um, but yeah, third runner up, Guilty Gear, specifically Strive, because it has the crispest graph. Crisp crispest. Crispiest? Crispiest? What wonderful 3D models. Yeah, truly. Oh. It's 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 wonderful stylized work. I, I wish I could make, you know anime-esque models and have a good tune shader to work with um, i mean that is all just like so much shader work for that yeah. game to to even function oh yeah uh best art style winner hades look at him. i mean zero <laughs> argument here excellent what a i'm so glad that you've, you've represented faithfully the art style of hades <laughs> yes you've replicated it so well <laughs> Look at his little lips. <laughs> Look at that handsome man. Look at that silly little zag. <laughs> oh, he's so sad to be in hell, even though I used the satisfied anime face paint. Look at him um, burn. Alex, Look I'm going to need you to send me this file afterwards so I can make this the thumbnail. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's so such a good thing. <laughs> Or just use each one of the faces to like replace us in our ca in like our cameras. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, yes, who's who's gonna be uh, Ryu Hayabusa first? That's gotta be Wyatt. He said that's what how we play. Wyatt, yeah. Play I was gonna say. <laughs> He's literally me. Honestly, um, uh, your Spider-Man drawing is also a good representation of me playing Ninja Gaiden. So <laughs> let's get this boy more trauma. <laughs>
Um, alrighty, on to the game that I hate, but everyone loves. Um, first off, Gwent. I, I've gone <laughs> back and forth. I've gone back and forth between the actual standalone Gwent versus Gwent in game. I love it as a card game. I love playing. I loved playing the physical version with some roommates. I hate it in game because I can't beat the tutorial boss on easy. It's also a weird I card don't, game. I don't know why it is really hate weird. Me. It, I, I it works great as a like side game, but it's like they tried to make Triple Triad a real game. It's yes. yeah, yeah. And that game works so well because it's like a side thing. It's a thing that you can you collect cards to play with that are objectively like better than others. That's. <laughs> That's barely a, a side thing in Final Fantasy VIII, Ryan. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but... it started, at least. <laughs> I know, but it is, like, you collect things over the course of the game that are objectively better. That doesn't work in, like, a multiplayer competitive set. <laughs> no, yeah. No. It does not. Um, and then we've all heard my my ranting, raving tirade against Your Call of Duty. epic famous Call of Duty rants. <laughs> the famous Call of Duty rant. <laughs> yes. The incredible. Famous. Oh god. We uh, go go back to whatever episode that was in if if you'd want to hear that again. It's up there um, somewhere. It is somewhere. It is, it is, it is a, a separate clip at some point. Um, actual game that I hate that everyone loves. This is a bit due to the engine, a bit due to other other external factors. Gary's mod. Oh. Part of the science team. No, I'm at the science team. You know, this is less controversial of a pick than I thought you were going to go with, but simultaneously, yeah. I am deeply offended. <laughs> really? Ooh. Alex, I played so much Gary's mod. I. There's something about the graphic engine, the the graphics and the engine that this game is in. I cannot stand it. It's Source 2. It's the Source engine. I, is, and not Source 2. The regular Source engine. They're making a Source 2 one. We're disregarding how... Because I, I completely understand, you know, the, the year in which... It, the, the time period in which it was built. You know, the games and polygons are going to have their limits. Um, it doesn't look... Gary's mod itself doesn't look ugly. Half-Life series doesn't look ugly. But my god... The movement in this feels atrocious. Everyone's me. limbs do break every time they move. Yeah, that does and, happen. <laughs> and if yeah. a game can't make moving feel good, it can't make anything feel good to me. It's I, I a have very to, base thing that you do. I have to postulate this to you as well, uh, Alex. You know, and and to everyone, you know, when we're playing this when we're younger, it's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I've accumulated all all this stuff, all of these all of these things. And then, like five years go by, and it's like oh, I gotta—I haven't played Gary's Mod in so long. I gotta get this off my computer. I'll—I'll I'll, re-download it someday. So you get rid of it, whatever. Ten years go by. You're in college now. One of your friends says, "Oh, would you like to play? Would you like to just like go on some RP server and make people just angry because it's funny?" And you go, "Yes, absolutely." And then you realize you have to download like. 80 gigabytes of extra yeah. models and extra stuff to be able to see anything yep. as anything but like the this checkerboard feels... error message. The era of Gary's mod Brad. was before <laughs> no, GTA it's, it's... RP. Yeah. So it's, you had like Hogwarts like... servers, you had Star Wars RP oh God, all over the right. place. <laughs> Star Wars is, is the most funny. 
but I, yeah, it's I, it's like you go to play that game now, and it's like you have to wait twelve hours just to even start because you have to like, oh, I got this is missing, but everyone has this, so I have to find that, and it's just it's so much extra work for the equivalent of 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 a shit post, basically. Because regardless of how long you play it, which will not be that long for most people, you will uninstall it and forget mm-hmm. about why you uninstalled it. Then someone will ask you to play it again, and we're back at square one. I do wonder if you are forgetting that Gary's Mod is like a sandbox game creation tool <laughs> more than yeah. an actual game. Well, I, I know that, but also I when I was playing Half-Life and Half-Life 2, the movement still felt awful with that. It's something about the engine that just Wow, those are fighting me. words. That's a <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> <Right there. laughs> we'll we'll talk about that later, Al. Sounds like someone's not part of the science team. No. Man, not anymore. Oh god. Oh god. No Half Life Three podcast. for you. All right. No, no Half Life Three Three for me. I I would love to play Half Life Alex if I didn't get sick when I put on a VR headset. Because that looks good, and I don't have to worry about the movement feeling awful, unless it's in VR where the movement feels awful. Um. Anyway, next one. Um, you love that everyone hates. I was having a really hard time trying to think of a runner-up for this one, so it's blank. And even the one that I have now is sort of half and half on the podcast. Um, there is going to be a a line driven straight down the middle. Oh boy. <laughs> Destiny 2. <Ugh>. You pathetic, <laughs> pathetic soul, you. See, yeah. it's not even a line straight down the middle, because I both love and hate this game. Yeah. It's, it's I think you do points. too. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm currently on the. Yeah, I could love this game. They're I, on an upwards I, trend. I'll I'll say that yeah. they're on an up they're on an upswing. I'm they're making some decisions I like. I'm convinced that there isn't a single person who like wholeheartedly loves this game, even if they play it every single day. I just don't think th- those. <laughs> that's over the age of twelve, at least. That's that's, that's no but, game though. There is no game like that. But like, you know what? But, I take it back. Final Fantasy fourteen, but no other game. <laughs> It's it's got like the it's 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 got the Tarkov thing where people are like, oh, I don't play this to have fun. I play this because yeah. it's basically my second job. <laughs> it's my career we're talking about. Yeah, you do you do have the issue of bounties and 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 game chores you like, you like that a lot of other games computer. are guilty of. But... You like sit in your computer, you like clock in for the day. You're like, all right, <laughs> time for me to sort my bounties, do all this. You largely don't need to, to be honest. <laughs> You can totally just play it and just do the whatever you want to play, and then occasionally you'll get bounties done on the way because you really don't need to do them. I will relentlessly complain about the way they handle catalyst quests and that you need to kill. Oh, absolutely, yeah. They make you go play PvP with it's... guns that are bad in PvP to unlock they... the catalyst to make the gun better in PvP, which is they such also... a strange idea. <laughs> well, they also FOMO catalyst quests that. You're not missing out on them. You can still get the guns in the kiosk if you're not playing the season. But it makes getting the catalyst four times harder. You have to do 400 activities for the gun instead of just 100 (laughs) or less because of the seasonal boosters that that, uh, up catalyst progression. Very um, strange decision making because there's so many guns in this game. You're not gonna run out of guns to go get. Oh, never. So functionally, all it's doing is making it so I, I think nobody ever uses more than like five exotics because who who can be bothered to do all of that? 
hey, you you have your loadout that you stick to. That's fine. It's, there are some. It's yeah, but I, I stick to it because I can't use anything else in like raid content. That's the thing. If I had other options, I would use them. See, this is the the Destiny problem. Every moment I'm in the game playing it, I'm generally having fun unless it's Garden of Salvation or Duality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I'm having a oh good my time. God. But man, there's certain things when you die to like a weird bug in a, a dungeon that you paid money for, and I'm just like, okay, what is going on? You're you know, wiping us repeatedly. The... What a game. Yeah, because they, <laughs> they, they chose to make the enemy density so big that if you were to stand in 70% of any given spot on the map, you would die because there's an enemy in that spot in the Underrealm. Um, Wild. So, Absolutely yeah. bonkers. Uh, Destiny 2 for this one. I'll turn you into a gun, says, says the, the hunter. Um, have not played, but want to. Uh, I have to take Gundam Evolution off yeah, of this here. This is an accurate, yeah, this is a <laughs> yeah. slightly outdated list. Yeah. Now you don't yeah, want I to play to... Gundam Evolution. <laughs> I still, I still want to play Gundam Evolution. I am, I, I want to get used to Arasimar. I've gotten used to, I don't say I've gotten used to, I like playing as Sazabi. We should drag you um, into the Overwatch train, too. That'll make you better at Gundam Evolution. Yeah. Oh dear God! Just play any other um, shooter game, and you'll be fine. Because um, Overwatch is slow hey. enough that you can kind of grasp what's going on. Gundam Evolution, you just gotta go. <laughs> yeah. it's, no, it's, it's probably the most I... accessible hero shooter, to be honest. Uh, One of hey, the more accessible you, ones. You remember this this game? This other honorable mention that I listed back here oh, that yeah. has a best art style. Haven't played it yet. <laughs> Good job. I I really want to. It is on my. Oh God, no! Why? why are you... <laughs> Zooming so close. There we he's go. really okay, gonna turn up. you into a gun. He's he's gonna turn me into a gun. He's gonna bring me to Ares Morn. I've um, I've never I crushed. Have, oh no, go for it, go for it. I have this on Game Pass. I have yet to open it up for some reason. I listen. I've never talked about Hades before. Never played in no. my life. Don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> it's a lot like a, I. I know. It did, I believe, win our game of the year last year. Yeah, if see, not, it, it, see, if not, it was very yeah, close. I, I even, so. I even forgot that it did that because I've never talked about this game before in my life. But you know, Arrow is never. pretty good. I can't remember. I can't recall you ever yeah. doing such a thing. Arrow is pretty good. Um. Also, Guilty Gear. Uh, Strife. Another yeah. art style that I really like that I haven't played yet. Um. Have not played, but want to. Actual game. Shadow of War. Hmm. <laughs> Once again, this is another a great for that. <laughs> the sassy spider. Another game that I have downloaded but have not played yet because I want to experience the nemesis mechanic. There he is. He he's given the ring to the spider waifu, whether he wants to or not. Yep. The nemesis mechanic is truly something to behold. I. I remember before I really got into it, I was like, oh, this seems cool, whatever. I like underestimated how like uh-huh. cool it actually was until I started playing Shadow of War. I'm like, this is like one of the coolest systems I've ever played in a game before. This is incredible. <laughs> I just I want to see that in a superhero game so badly. Give me oh, some man. crazy uh-huh. random like street level villain generator where they just... just reappear. Especially because you, you at the end, if you're a superhero, they constantly can break out of jail, so you never have to well, kill anyone. I mean, imagine, imagine all 
of like the the spider-man origin stories imagine you neglect a relationship with an npc and they turn <laughs> into a villain it'd be great watchdogs legion was getting oh. close man i i love those systems so much and they they need more well more we just need to see it we just need to see it in more games in general, but that's not going to happen anytime soon because the entire system is, you know, under you copyright. Know. So. Okay, copyright. The thing with that copyright, that copyright is very specific to the way the Nemesis system itself functions and the army screen. If you don't have that, you can still inspire from that and, t and take ideas from it, which plenty of games have done since, but nothing has taken it as far as the Nemesis system. Probably is a lot of work. <laughs> Looks Probably. like meets back. I don't actually think the copyright voice. is to blame for that because the copyright is is very specific in its warning. That really just implies you can't wholesale yoink the way they do army management and whatnot from Nemesis. But the actual functional system, I believe, is is fine to use. Okay. All right. On to the third row. Oh, and the final row. We're up. We're up on the top. Oh yeah. Alrighty. Best story. Uh. Runners up, we have Spider Man for the PS4. Very good. His best ending. Uh, Lost Legacy, another one that I have the best boss fight for. And you have train levels in it. It's fantastic. And a very important thing that, that stops an, uh, other things from uh, Uncharted from being like the, the, the best game of all time. Uh, I introduced one of my friends to Uncharted. Uh, a while ago, because he got a PlayStation to play, and I recommended him some games. Um, he pointed out to me that the mainline Uncharted series, um, a little less with the with the exception of four, but still for the vast majority of them, except for Lost Legacy, because it has a different protagonist, very much kind of hinges on a white savior complex, which has got gotten me thinking a tiny bit about playing them. I still love to play them, but it it's 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 in the back of my head now whenever I a lot of up. games from that era kind of have that yeah. in the back back yeah. of your head. So it's a little unfortunate, but Lost Legacy, you know, you play as a wonderful new slash returning protagonist, good stuff, you get to explore her and a previous villain's backstory. Good stuff. Uh, and Witcher 3. Boy, is that story long, but boy, is it good! Yeah. Uh, Extremely uh, good. Actual best story. Morrowind. The Elder Scrolls 3. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> How can you kill I've made a call. <laughs> oh, Alex. What Truly am I looking at? unfortunate. What on earth? What, the, 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 the choice that I've made or the drawing? All of yes. it. All of it. <laughs> I, not, the, not the choice, actually. I, I do agree Morrowind is a great story, but man, you choosing to represent it in this way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dagother. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? Uh. Gave him the butt chin. <laughs> I gave him the handsome Squidward face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, otherwise known as the butt chin. <laughs> Nerevar. Come to me, Morgan I don't know Star. what else can be said about this. <laughs> um, I picked The Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind because of its take on the... It's... 
the this is the Elder Scrolls game that I think has best hit on mythology in in any of the games so far, just on how it really connects with how the story goes, especially with lore. Um, the Morrowind oh, is just so yeah. interesting in how it delivers in the game. The idea of like you being someone who is an outcast brought to that society and having to learn along with your character what all the stuff going on is because it's yeah, not it, normal. It has, it's it wonderfully diegetically teaches you about the culture. Super in, alien in a great way. Yeah. Um, and it's a really fun and interesting take on uh, the 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 story of the prophet in in many religions, but it, it's it's very fun. It's a good time. Um, yeah, Morrowind for best story. Let's see. Um, favorite villain. Uh, we have the Wild Hunt from The Witcher Three. Here's where a lot of things are starting to repeat. Um, not necessarily in characterization, but the them as a group, very formidable. I love their visual design. I, I love the mythology behind them. They have a good presence too. Wild yeah, Hunt. and they have a presence throughout throughout multimedia. They have a presence throughout all of the games. They have a presence throughout the books too, and the uh, and the uh, the Netflix series. They're mm -hmm. they're quite pervading. Um, another favorite villain, Doc Ock from that sniveling child over there. <laughs> Look what he did to that boy. <laughs> that boy. That boy. Boy. Um. Actual favorite villain. Get ready for another repeat. Balder. <laughs> Balder from the new God of War game. I cannot believe you've done this. <laughs> Oh, wow. No. After all these previous drawings, can you truly not believe I have done this? This one is just like a level a level above the others though. You've got the anatomy <laughs> correct. The anatomy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you uh, spent time on this one. I, I had to. <laughs> this, and also, given the the context of all of that, this is just This is hurting my brain <laughs> in so many levels. So good. Holy shit! <laughs> you see this here tattoo? Oh my god! Oh Balder, God of War four. I love my mommy no more. <laughs> you want to know why? Just go play God of War. If you haven't played God of War yeah. at this point, I don't know. Oh my god! Just go, just go do it. You can get it go on PC it. now. It's, it's kind of a massive Holy spoiler. God. Just go do it. <laughs> okay, let's see. Our favorite protagonist. Peter Parker, little sniveling child, more repeats. Link from The Legend of Zelda. Interesting. Um, just overall throughout all the games, technically his reincarnations. Uh things just yeah, I, I like I like that as a concept. Probably why I liked the Nerevar from uh from Morrowind. Mm -hmm. Reincarnation is fun to deal with. Especially when it's on a meta level, like in Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Uh Chloe. Almost Fraser. like a mythology level. Same yeah. as Morrowind. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, Chloe Frazier from uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy that I, I don't have one of yet. Um, actual favorite protagonist? Uh, Nathan Drake. 
For a yeah, second, I, I thought that was like a drawing <laughs> of Parthunax in the sky, and I was like, "What is going?" On I I was image? having I was having a lot of trouble trying to figure out what to draw because this is not Nathan Drake. This is box art from the fourth game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Plus grappling okay. hook. I will I say my favorite. My it's... favorite protagonist is the grappling hook. Mm. <laughs> it it really does speak to how iconic, like that mountain in uncharted 4 is when i can look at that and i recognize what that is just from like because yeah. it's, it's just a mountain shark. but like it's just a mountain like but like it's shark. so it's so highlighted in the game and it's so like the the look of it is so specific that and you've That's captured it here really well I, I i've gone back and forth with this it it feels like it's either like the jaws of the shark or a sea creature or like a boat like like a ship sinking down into the water mm -hmm. from the back uh, mm -hmm. Which is, you know, also very thematic because that's where he hit his ship. It's under there. It's under that mountain the whole time. Yeah. Go get some treasure. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> at this point, really. Um, so yeah, I Nathan Drake. Even though I do feel guilty about it with the white savior complex type thing going on. Uh, yeah. Uh, rot with. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm rotten riddled with 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 guilt clearly as you can see from my face um <laughs> on to the next ones um best soundtrack uh a lot of runners up here big I'm, contenders I'm, here <laughs> i am a very big fan of of music in video games we have fire emblem uh fire emblem shadows of valentia oh Oh, I I may have gotten this one wrong. I may have gotten the actual name wrong, but there is a song in this one called "God Shattering Star." Oh yeah, it's so good. I God Shattering oh. Star might be a different fire. It is from Fire Emblem. It might be a different game that that's, it originates that's from. That's from uh, Three Houses. Yeah, I oh, think that's a Three, three Houses song. Then, then I think it's Twilight of the Gods from Valentia that I'm thinking of. I don't know that I one, so it's probably more likely because I only know music from Three Houses. <laughs> Twilight of the Gods, God Shattering Star, my my favorite Fire Emblem pieces. Um, there's wonderful yeah. like rock opera ballad type stuff and with lyrics going on. Fire Emblem's got great music all around. It really does. Uh, Hellsinger, one of this month's Game Pass games that I recommended, I, and I am so so happy I did. This has mm -hmm. really opened up my eyes to uh, a lot more. So I, I described it as Screamo at first, uh, as so, some of the metal. What have any have any of you played uh, Hellsinger yet? Oh yeah, I played that demo what? on repeat like ten times when it, the demo so launched. It's so good. It has such good music in it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Excellent. And the levels are based around the music too so everything just fits so well together you really understand why they they chose to like get music specifically composed for this game yeah and really work with artists because it it pays off so well yeah um uh third runner up we have destiny 2 michael salvatore is a god amongst men when it comes to composers yes he is yes he yeah. is he is truly fantastic at, at what he does, and he is a gift to Destiny too. I, I begrudgingly 
accept that the music for Destiny 2 has and probably will always be fucking just so good. So good. <laughs> and then, the last runner-up, which was a very, very hard thing uh, between what I finally chose, Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, that raid music. Just, pick just listen any to any song from, from game. that game. And any song, yeah. It's It's so good. It's so good. No, no game can manipulate my emotions so effectively with music as FF14 and, and Masayoshi Soken does. It's incredible. Speaking about manipulating emotions with this, most of these, most of the games that I've listed in here, do one of a couple of things. They either have like really good relaxing music. I would not call Hellsinger D2 or 14 relaxing. Oh, some of 14's music is relaxing. I'd say it. It. You know, most of these games do do a very good job of get it, of providing you a soundtrack that really pumps you up for the experience. Um, the game that I picked, Professor Layton oh, Two Diabolical is. Box. <laughs> there what he a is. hat! <laughs> there he is with his hat. Um, uh, because uh, what I'm really looking for in music, while while I do really enjoy being hyped up with a soundtrack and anything, what I uh, what I ultimately look for in in music, because I I need I need to find ways to calm down from things, because I I get agitated by a lot of stuff, and I I don't think a lot of other games other than Professor Layton, especially two, have music as just like Either calming, just just beautiful in general, haunting, peaceful. There, I can go on with so many adjectives to describe the the breath that its soundtrack hits. Um, I, I it it does a fantastic job. Because you can't rely both. on like action movie pacing for no, a game no. like Professor Layton. You have to go with songs that wouldn't typically be video game music. Yeah, it's uh, and like all. All of the games always have a full orchestra um, that that backs them up. Always the right with, choice. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, uh, one of their soundtracks has never not been beautiful, but I, I had to go with two uh, because of you know earlier on it being one of the first games that made me cry, mm -hmm. and mostly when I cry in a game or in a movie, it's due to music. It's like when when I look at the scene and it's muted, I'm fine. Um, with the music, music, it hits you. Yeah, it really does. Mm -hmm. Okay, on to the next to last one. Favorite series. Uh, my two runner-ups from this one. Uh, we have Submachine, which is a call back to uh, the beginning down here with the browser-based games. Submachine oh. is a really cool, eerie, haunting uh, point-and-click adventure series. Um, made by I, God, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Meta Meta Matea Skutnik Skutnished Skutnished Um Skutnished Um, just uh beautiful stylized art style all throughout. Uh, he's also done um a series like Where's New Year? Submachine is on Damon Steam Town. now. It is. It is. It. Oh, it, it's coming soon. It's not out yet, but it's a port. Oh. It's the whole thing. 
Oh yes, the collect. I just one through ten. They're all fantastic. It's some, it's good old fashioned point and click logic, but refined to a point where it makes sense in the universe. And that's not saying the universe is all wacky, but it it's it's a good amount of thinking that you have to do. To it feels very mm-hmm. satisfying. Um, and that was another one of the the big ones that you know was by my childhood of gaming. But as an entire series. Uh, I waited with bated breath for the finale to Submachine to come out, and it was well worth the wait. Um, also, a runner-up for the favorite series, Elder, uh, The Elder Scrolls. I've played three through five. I'm probably I I I would like to get on Bethesda's workforce before six comes out, if at all possible. <laughs> you got a pretty large. You got a lot of time. So. Yeah, I have plenty of time. I I can I can get tenure at another company before that happens. But Todd, I would really love to work for you. Please look at my portfolio. Do it, Todd. Certainly not self-promoting here. Um, no. uh, the Elder Scrolls actual favorite series. I oh wait no 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 I remember what this one is yeah Uncharted in general yeah Uncharted as a series <laughs> gotta get that train in there yeah the, the train <clears throat> level especially just on. Seeing seeing how the series has grown from it, it's and and evolved and like perfected its in perfected it in Lost Legacy, but it it got it right eventually, <laughs> and the game just feels very good. It's some very very fun pulp uh, action stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's something that I could pop on and play if I, if I felt like watching john wick but didn't have access to john wick or things like that you know you know it's it's a it's a really good cinematic replacement for a movie if you've ever wanted a modern indiana jones game this is probably the closest thing you're gonna get uh yeah. but i believe there's actually now that i say that there is a indiana jones game being worked on i think there by, is uh, yes yeah by, uh, by lucas Arts. games yeah oh. i think developers uh machine games the guys who made a wolfenstein hmm. Alrighty. Yeah, anyway. Alrighty, favorite game of all time. The big one. Uh, we have God of War as a runner-up. We also, that I was talking about before the podcast, have Sable, which is... I am surprised by <laughs> that you like this game this much. <laughs> it is, Brett, it's... Sable is phenomenal. It is my wet dream of a climbing and exploration <laughs> game. It's it's really good. I I love it. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, favorite game of all time, though. Um, something that has touched on all of it may have not gotten runner up, but it has absolutely touched on every last one of these previous um, categories. You know, guilty pleasure. Sometimes I feel horrible about playing it. Tons of hours played. I've run through it three, four and a half times now. Very uh, fun boss fights where you have to prepare. Uh, in certain ways, good story, good villains, good old gruff protagonist, good soundtrack, part of a series. Witcher three, there he is. The wild Look horse. Look at that roach right there. <laughs> that, uh, the unicorn. That, that unicorn. That unicorn knows what's been done on it, and he does not forgive Geralt. I hate that you've done this, Alex. But I also love you for it. So, 
Well, I also would have accepted a uh, uh, roach when his like back legs are stuck yeah. up on like a higher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what Roach is doing back there, and that's why uh, Geralt is giving him this weird look. He's like, Roach, what are you doing? What Roach is you just doing? off frame. <laughs> Truly horrible. It, it it is hit all of the categories except for the negative one. And this, there is a reason that people got so hyped for Cyberpunk, right? It's, it's that The yeah, Witcher Three is one of the few games that really delivered. The game that truly gave CD Projekt Red its credibility that Ooh. they were able to spend. Yeah, it's all one of those uh, <laughs> few. It's one of those few games where it's like it lived up. I think to like. I think the expectations that everyone set, which were to be clear, very high, very high. And it just, it delivered and it's. Yeah. yeah I, uh, the, no... the Witcher is a series of three wildly different games. Yeah. And I, I hope that the next one is also wildly different. It, maybe you can keep a lot of the stuff from Witcher three, but make it a little bit strange. Give me some weird stuff in the third one or the well, fourth one. It's... And it, and it's great to see a series that starts like a trilogy that starts with the first one and then only gets better as it goes. Oh, yeah. Right. Like you get weird dips in and in different all the ways time. as well. We're yeah. like Witcher one, two, and three are all good for their own reasons, but they they constantly improved to things that weren't great. Yeah. Definitely. I know. I want to go yeah. finally finish Blood and Wine. <laughs> <laughs> I know I haven't dude, I haven't played it and it's I, I've always wanted it's good to. the DLC gets a lot shorter if you make a certain decision interesting and not in a good way oh no um yeah here here's my my collage of cursed images I want this on my wall <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful set of things <laughs> from grasping a rabbit to I hate my mom <laughs> So seeing it all together, you go from the little screaming dragonborn to screaming cheese, man. truly punished Ninja Gaiden, <laughs> to the best Hades interpretation I've ever seen. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it almost looks chibi. <laughs> yeah, <funny>. <laughs> it is cursed chibi, and then just a rabbit yeah, being so... grabbed, and then. <laughs> And then, and then you've got the uh, photo real Balder over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, flexing. Balder, who is straight out of a comic book. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Wonderful, wonderful <laughs> list of games here, and I love the uh, the representation of Flash games. Mm-hmm. Got to fit Crunker yeah. in there somewhere. <laughs> They're a big the, part the of my childhood. I had to, to include them. <laughs> All right. Well, we've done this discussion. We have a little bit of time left, nothing too crazy. So I do just want to reach into the the globule of topic things that have happened this week to talk about and yoink out the briefest of Overwatch discussions. Yes. Because at least Y and I have been playing a good amount of Overwatch 2, and Alex, I will ask you to drop the screen share so I can return us Ooh, to right. our normal layout gonna go play Gundam now and you can just skip this whole discussion it's cool <laughs> close stream button there we go. <laughs> go go play Gundam Overwatch instead to be honest I've been having a great time with Gundam Overwatch as well so I want to I want to bring up Overwatch 2 because I'm having a good time playing this I, game 
I have been having a very, very good time. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is probably the best balancing I've seen in Overwatch in a very long time. I, wow. I love the way that they've balanced everything this time around. I feel like in general, they've gone with the uh, League of Legends route where everyone is just like cracked as hell. <laughs> Almost appropriately, like <laughs> I kind of compare the balance pass that's been done to Gundam Evolution because it feels like everyone's got a button that is the kill button. You yeah, press the kill the button, and as long as you press it at the right time, you will you get the kills. Even if you're yes. playing a tank or a healer, especially if you're playing a tank or a healer, a lot of the time, um, that, that's very uh, fun. I, I want to caveat my discussion of this as well. Is I work at Blizzard, take what I say with a grain of salt because of that. I don't work on Overwatch, so I don't know anyone don't who work. works on Overwatch. But I uh, don't work at Blizzard, so <laughs> yeah, I do. I do just have to say that. <laughs> Yeah, no. of course, of course. Um, take Wyatt's opinion for everything that is worth and more. But I will also add that I was pretty adamant before Overwatch 2 came out that I was kind of done with Overwatch, just not due to any fault of the game, but, like, ancient history, I spent more than one summer teaching children Overwatch esports as a job in college. <laughs> if you, you play a game that much, you don't want to touch it ever again <laughs> when Makes you're done. Sense. So I feel like it says a lot then that you're back and you're having like a good time with it. I think a lot of it is I did I gave myself like three years of cool off time. <laughs> that that does a lot. Uh, I think if I had if I had been on and off the whole time, I may not be as positive on it. Uh, but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun playing the new heroes. I think a lot of my enjoyment might be colored by the fact that I played so much Overwatch One. I have pretty much everything I want from the game. That progression wise and whatnot i don't need to worry about the progression system because i have everything i want like i, I already have the skins i like uh and there's not a, there's no chase items i'm looking for so i'm not really like watching the shop or anything so i can't speak to how that feels from players and i think a lot of the sentiment has maybe not been super positive on that i will say anytime that i say i'm having fun with this game that excludes progression because i mm -hmm don't like it <laughs> it's pretty bad because yeah. the it's, biggest thing i'm getting reminders of is it, it worse feels than like halo infinite oh <laughs> i i'm not far except, except i will say it is missing one thing that halo infinite does right which is if there's a new season in halo infinite you can go back and work on your battle pass for the previous season if you purchased it which mm -hmm. is something that is like very unique to halo infinite and it's like one of the very few things that progression system does and i think that combined with the fact overwatch 2 season it, seasons i don't know if seasons are the term that's being used it, the battle passes only last 60 days so that's a good cadence of new content coming out but I imagine if you don't have a lot of time to play this game, and I'm not going to have a lot of time to play this game. Oh, I play career, a lot of other career games. Career streamers may finish the battle pass. So I don't know if I'm going to finish it. I was pretty worried about it the first day that I played because I wasn't trying to do weekly challenges or anything. I was just playing the game. And I got very little progression. As soon as I then hit like four weekly challenges in a row, I jumped like six ranks. So I think it's just very loaded into the weekly challenges is how you get your XP, which... I don't know. I think time will tell how people feel about that. Uh, for me personally, I'm not I, the biggest of fans of that yeah, that's, design. That's my that's my yeah. problem with hero shooters and progression. It's it's locked behind forcing me to play 
things that either only appear through RNG or I do not like doing. I will say the challenges here are pretty fine. There, there's nothing that's like you need to do well, a specific thing. There's some really cute ones too, where it's like, oh, say say hello to like one support teammate or something. Like cool. use your hello email. Yeah, like, use an email. What? That's, that's totally fine. I like that. It's, and it's most of the others, the other thing, there's a lot of weekly challenges. It, there's like 20 yeah. of them or something. So okay, you have good. a lot there's to not pick from. Three. No, it's not like a three that you have to do. And you get like the maximum XP bonus for doing half of them, I think. Um, yeah. I, I could be wrong on those numbers. Again, I don't work on that team, so I don't know. There is, but There is one that stands out to me that was a little ridiculous that Ryan and I saw earlier, which is you have to do in one week, you have to do. You have to be part of 20 team wipes, which is you have to kill all five enemy players for a team kill, which is... Good luck. I, I am curious ridiculous. what the wording on that <laughs> is, because it could be that you just need to be on a team in a game where it, there's a team kill. I think so. I think that's no, no, what you it don't means. Have to, you, don't, you don't have to, like, cause the team kill. But that, that's, like, such a luck-based thing. But yeah. Yeah. at the same time, the, the sheer number of challenges makes that not so much of an issue to me. Because sure, sure. I've only, I haven't played as much as Wyatt. I'm, I'm like half as far in the battle pass as you are, but I had I I'm already like halfway done with that challenge. So I think a lot of that's just luck from yeah. doing it. I will I've... and I, I will say too the new game mode, which is basically like payload from um, TF2, has also been very fun. I think that's something that should have been in the. Especially game. you get two teams that Long know how to play it. There's yeah, been, like, a weird problem. reaction to it. Of A lot of teams don't understand that game mode yet, just because, like, the robot yeah. moves back to the starting position if you aren't on it actively. So there's a lot of chasing the robot that has to happen, and people will, like, as in any multiplayer game, they'll go chase kills. And so if you don't have someone stick by the robot when that happens, the robot will then leave and go back, and you have to return and push again. Um, but yeah, it's a cool mode. I like the idea... It feels so like a better designed... way than like the round-based modes to determine a winner without it taking forever. I like all of the maps that are designed around it. Um, I think those are like all the new maps. I think, and they're all uh, well designed, and they look pretty, and they look uh, they're all in different locations as usual, which is nice. Um, all the new heroes are very fun. I was about to say all three of the new heroes. I love playing. I could easily easily just main Junker Queen until I die of old age. She's so much fun to use. <laughs> and a chain are some of the simple joys of life. It's not even on a chain. It's like it uses magnets, basically, oh, yeah. which is yeah. which is very neat. Um, Kiriko is like so busted, and she's so much. Fun. It's it's really hard to tell though if she's busted because nobody knows how to play against her, or she's actually <laughs> too good. <laughs> I'm curious her, her to see what the reaction is. Her ultimate ability has like changed the tide of an entire match for both of us, like well, many times. Both positively. What, is it? what does it do? It what, basically what is her it's ultimate? this it's this this fox spawns and it like runs in a in a trail, and then any teammate in that trail, their um they get like health boosts, I think. Their abilities their ability cooldowns are like halved basically and their fire rate is like twice as fast it's Ooh. nuts and i, I think like... it's more than twice as fast too like yeah it's it's bonkers if you can hit somebody and aim they're and it, they're just gonna it pairs, disappear 
and it pairs well with so many different alts too. Like if you pair that with like Baptiste's, um, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a wall where if your teammates shoot through it, your damage is boosted like, like tenfold yeah. or something. So if you combine both of those together, it's nuts. Ryan and I have combined uh, like um, Brigitte's. What was the other nasty one? Brigitte, Brigitte's, Brigitte's was just... nasty because they kind of both do similar things, but Brigitte's like heals you a ton and gives you a lot of sustain. So you're just kind of unkillable while that's or, on. Or if you want to be a real bastard, you pair it with Zenyatta and everyone becomes like, like just in, like invincible while also just the damage output being like doubled. <laughs> it's yeah ridiculous. <laughs> is is Hanzo still in the game? I haven't heard anything uh-huh. about him in a very long He's time. Fine. Okay. He's fine. He hasn't he really a, changed. He had a rework like two, two, three years ago, however long it's been. It was at least three really years ago, much. I think. Yeah. He hasn't been changed much since then. And his rework wasn't even that major. It just, like, changed his scatter arrow to a rapid-fire thing instead that I, tends to work a little yeah. better, I think. And I do like a lot of the Overwatch 2-specific reworks. Like, they completely reworked uh, Orisa, and I think she plays really, really great now. She has this spear that can, like, uh, deflect... Or not deflect, but it, like... Um, she feels way less damage. stationary now. That was always yeah. the Orisa problem, is she was super stationary. And now you, you don't have to be stuck to one spot is great yeah um the only the only thing i'm not a fan of is a lot of the abilities are that were changed are changed to like character throws grenade <laughs> like um like bastion for instance got a complete rework so his like turret mode is like a regular ability now his ultimate i think he shoots like mortars now and that's what he moves in his turret mode grenade. instead of being stationary because his turret mode was always oh. a regular ability he used to have the tank ultimate where he'd turn into a right. tank and roam around, but now the tank is stationary and it's an artillery shooter thing. So, yeah. and now he throws a grenade. <laughs> yeah, he's got a grenade. Or like, or like a Cassidy's grenade now is just like a regular grenade. You get a grenade. You get a grenade. Everybody exactly. gets a grenade. Exactly. Yeah. Not that it's bad. It's just you know, it's just a lot of character throw grenades now. <laughs> the one I'm not sure about. I think the one I'm I'm least positive on so far as Cassidy, but I haven't also, I have, I've not played Cassidy very much, right. so I don't 100% know how to fix it, but his, I do think that's going to change stun. his combo his pretty significantly. Because yeah. that was always like the Cassidy plays, you'd walk around a corner and if someone like lunged at you, you could stun them and then get your fan off and maybe kill them. Um, I get that's probably a little disruptive. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think in general, what what they're trying to do is remove a lot of abilities that stun or just, like, stop people's movement. Because, like, um, May, for instance, her, like, regular attack doesn't freeze people anymore. It just does more damage than it yeah. used to. Uh, which I can kind of understand. Because I think the idea is giving more carry. counterplay things, because there was really no way to counteract those abilities. So, yeah. having an option now to counteract it rather than just don't be close is nice. Mm-hmm. Tried staying alive instead of dying. Have you tried not dying? <laughs> <laughs> no, try overall, overall, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm feeling the um, the old Overwatch addiction that I used to have sinking back in. So I might be uh, be playing for that for for a good bit, just because I'm I'm a fan of the rebalance and I haven't played in like over a year. And a lot so. of maps, the lots of maps helps. Yes. Are they they aren't all new maps, I'm assuming. How many new There's maps a lot of old there? ones, there's a lot of new ones. There's a few yeah. old ones that didn't make the cut, which I'm not 100% sure on the reasoning oh, for that. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah, Hanamura is not in the game anymore to my knowledge. I haven't what? seen it. So Interesting. I don't know. 
that's my my answer. I I am not plugged into Overwatch news, but I haven't seen Hanamura, and I've heard that it's not in the game anymore. We'll see. Uh, I think a lot of the the new maps are great, though. They're really yeah. well designed. They feel bigger, uh, probably because a lot of the new maps are based on the new mode, which th those yeah. maps have to be bigger for the type of game mode that it is. And a lot of the heroes were were kind of that were reworked were made more mobile. Mm -hmm. Or more like they don't have to stay in place for their abilities to be effective. Right. Which feels good. It means you have less of a restriction on defensive positioning. And really, like, the characters that feel defensive feel that way because of abilities they have. Rather than, like, being locked down due to an ability not having, like, a, an ability re to reposition the Arisa shield or something. You don't have to worry about that anymore. It's not a concern. So. Yeah, overall pretty positive. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a couple other things that have happened in in game related things the past I don't know month. So we haven't really talked about games. It's been, uh, a, it's been a while. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had a lot of major news, but I do think Beyond Good and Evil Two. Oh God! Has, has gained has gained an award. I'm gonna go ahead and send this to the group. What do you think Beyond Good and Evil Two has achieved? Nothing. Oh, most, <laughs> because it isn't real. <laughs> most delayed game. Alex, you are right on the dot. Oh <laughs> it my is god, now really? <laughs> the most delayed AAA game ever. It has overtaken god. Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> is, oh wow. Oh. I don't know. I don't know about this game. Ooh. I, I love me beyond good comes people, a point but... where it's just like stop. Stop giving people false hope. Just maybe stop, when you're stop you're conceptualizing it. the sequel for a game that ended on a cliffhanger that was sequel bait. Maybe you should make the sequel to answer the cliffhanger that was sequel bait instead of deciding <laughs> let's make a idea. prequel. But That's actually, people want Jade in the game, so let's now put Jade in the game as a prequel. But she's maybe a villain. Oh, so now everyone's just kind of confused. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't understand the thought process behind what was going on here. Very strange. Uh, there was a whole bunch of leak stuff that happened with both Rockstar um, and a, a lot of other leaks as well over the past month. This is kind of a, a stance that we sort of have to take on leaks now, which is they do inevitably hurt development, so... It's not a thing we're going to actively talk about if unless it's like addressed by the company. In which case Rockstar did address the leaks that happened and we're like, "Hey, this is a super old <laughs> that someone got like footage of in had like hacked into a Slack account and got footage from that person's Slack files and whatnot." Super weird. Uh I I don't know. I think this is just a weird leak. I do think what has helped is there was this big gathering of game developers on Twitter posting early development footage because yeah, some person had said fun. you know the first thing to happen in game development is the visuals. Patently untrue. <laughs> yeah. Clearly no what idea you what you're talking about wrong. in typical internet fashion. Yeah. Confidently wrong. Uh and yeah. now it's become a meme. Yeah. In true Twitter excellent. way. Yeah, I just it's it. I always get so frustrated when these leaks happen, and then like all of our 
like the collective opinion is based on that. It's like no one was ever supposed to see this. There's a reason that they never showed us this. It's because it's yeah. not like usually mm -hmm. not representative of what they actually want us to see and what we're going to eventually play. There's a reason yeah. we don't see these things. Especially when the game doesn't even have like a like a solid day, month, year release date yet, right? Like it's yeah. still we have like an estimate I mean, for a year. Think about it this way. This is the equivalent of like you ordering food at a restaurant and then walking into the kitchen kitchen like halfway through the cook finishing the meal and then throwing what they have on your plate and calling it a bad meal. I'm wondering why the potatoes yeah, aren't on the plate yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you yeah. putting are you putting raw egg yolks in my omelet? Disgusting. It's, excuse me, why is my steak raw? I asked for medium rare. It's like, well, no shit, guy. You took it you off the waited. before it was finished. <laughs> yeah. And I do think there is like a, a small benefit to the occasional leak like this in that it demystifies AAA game development a little bit. And you get to see behind the scenes of like, okay, this is what development actually is. People are doing a lot of work on these things. And it takes years of constant work by teams of up to hundreds of people. And I think seeing a little bit of that process can be really cool, but it's better if it's seen in a way that the developer kind of wants you to see it. Like what comes to mind with that is the skate stuff that they've been showing recently where they've shown like very early development versions of the game um, just to show you that like they're working really hard on how the game feels and making sure that's nailed down before anything else is done. And I think that's really a, an admirable stance to take. And we were we were talking about Overwatch earlier. I remember when Overwatch One first came out. They mm. had so many videos looking at like their development of different heroes. Like every hero basically had like Tracer's character model for the longest time before art was finished for the other characters. And like how janky um, Reaper's alt used to be, where instead of like him doing all these cool like flips and stuff, it was literally just. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. If if there's a lesson to be learned from this, it's um, Twitter users humble yourselves before others do it for you. Oh, <laughs> Twitter humbled itself very quickly. That person was very much alone. And yeah. oh yeah, um, yeah. That that's the majority of it. Hey Wyatt. Hey. There's a Ryan. franchise that I think you and I are really the only ones that play these games, Assassin's <laughs> Creed, that had some news like a month ago, a month and a half ago. Almost. Mm -hmm. Due to unfortunate life events and the crazy scheduling of a podcast, we haven't been able to talk about them at all. Thank uh, you, food service. Thank you, food service industry. We love you. Yep. So let's talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage and Red and the other things that were announced. The witchy oh, wow. one. Yeah. The witchy one? There's a witchy there's, Assassin's there's a witchy Creed? One. So, so there's, a, there's a, like, we're going to do it in a very short amount of time, but there really is kind of... There's both a lot and not much to go As over soon as we know more, time. we will talk more about it. The, yes. I want to get Red out of the way first, because I think that's the one that we have the least concrete information on and the least to speculate about, because we don't really have a yes. lot to work off of. Red is the Japan titles, one. It's the clear. Japan one. Red is supposedly the first part of Assassin's Creed Infinity, whatever that is. Uh, or Infinite, whatever the naming convention they're using is. Uh, Red is the first part. They're going to make and it like Halo, but worse. It's Japan-themed. That's what we know. We know a lot of people that are on that team are a little upset that the person running it, the development of that team, is one of the people that was accused of assault earlier this year. Oh. So there are, even though this is probably by far the most requested era in like the entire history of Assassin's Creed, 
no one wants to work on it because of who's running and whether or not this is like fully true we don't know obviously these are accusations and legally we don't know what's going on <laughs> with any of this um but yeah it's a bad look and i i think a lot of the excitement for assassin's creed red has kind of faded because ghost of tsushima was really good <laughs> Yes. And there's another oh. one on the way. And, so and, Oh god, yeah. Oh, that, what's the It wasn't Ghost of Tsushima. Didn't that originally start as a Assassin's Creed project and then it was like bounced around and then given I don't think to... so. I at least I, I had not heard that story. That. Hold on. I'm gonna look it up, but I'm also still in the conversation. Entirely different development team, so I, I would speculate that that's not true, but who knows? Um Yeah, I, I think it's Unsure. I'm unsure about that. I do... I want Red to be good because I would love a good Assassin's Creed Japan game. Yes. I really hope... I would love for like an urban Assassin's Creed game in Japan. Not like fully urban, but more like Assassin's Creed 3's layout, where you have bigger cities mixed in with like condensed landscapes. I think that would work a lot better than just going open world. Because if you go open world, you have to compete with Ghost of Tsushima, and I don't think that's going to work well. For but it's modern Creed. Assassin's Creed, so they they have to they have to but just have it not feel like an Mirage Assassin's Creed is happening, game anymore. And they said the Mirage is going to be like the old ones, so like Assassin's Creed and not so like Assassin's Creed and not Witcher <laughs> and and not Ubisoft open world game number seven five two B. When they say when they say like the old ones, does this mean? There's not a leveling system like there is in Odyssey. I think no yes. clue. What they're, what they're well, what they're trying to make us think, at least right now, how they're like yeah. billing it is that they're taking a lot of inspiration from specifically Assassin's Creed Two, which is like probably the most beloved one other than Black Flag. So, you know, if if we are to believe them with that claim then no, there probably wouldn't be any leveling, but they have, they've barely said Or if there is, it'll be levels like there were in Assassin's Creed 2 of, like, weapon levels and stuff like that. It's not yeah. enhancement levels rather than levels of character in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, yeah, so there's Mirage. All of these we really don't know much information about. They really did not say much. This, this was a quantity over quality situation with all these <laughs> announcements, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think the big reason they did this is that this is, again, Assassin's Creed games used to be on, like, a yearly to bi-yearly cadence. It's kind of swapped from that to irregular releases, which is probably better in the long run yeah. for everyone involved, yeah. but... I, I think this is kind of the, hey, we're, we are definitely working on more Assassin's Creed stuff. Um, and the specific wording that was used is that instead of offering the like expansive and vast open world, Mirage is a condensed and focused experience, is what they're going for. Hopefully, Which... that <sighs> means urban Assassin's Creed. No unnecessarily gigantic open world. Hopefully, <laughs> the open world size of like Assassin's Creed Two was perfect. We don't need to go bigger than that because it's Japan. Down. They can only make it so big. That's, that's not Mirage. I, that's Red. Because I remember them saying when Valhalla was coming out that it's like a smaller game, like in terms of its uh, like open world than Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is not true. <laughs> 
when you really think about it, because it has three open worlds. All of them are gigantic. <laughs> so that's kind of, no four. Technically speaking, there's four. <laughs> yeah, but there's not a lot to go off of here. My my biggest because there's not a lot to go off of these releases other than Assassin's Creed Hex is apparently supposed to be a va- radically different Assassin's Creed game, whatever that means. I would say but, I like a we know Mirage is starring Basim, which is a cool link to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. If you've played Valhalla, and I think Basim is like one of the actually cool characters in that game, so right. My... That's just a neat little bit of linkage, so that way you don't feel super alienated mm-hmm. if you do enjoy Valhalla. My my biggest question with all this aren't the games themselves; it's this Assassin's Creed Infinity Infinite platform because they've been so frustratingly vague on what this is is this like a launcher for assassin's creed stuff is this some sort they sound of like... like jeff Keeley hyping up the games game awards every <laughs> year. it's like this is gonna be the greatest thing in video games yeah. i don't i don't quite understand what this is like what from everything that they've described what it sounds like to me is what happened with call of duty in that when you open a call of duty game it just has that launcher from like Modern Warfare 2019 to Modern Warfare 2. All the games that are released in that are now in this gigantic, confusing menu that doesn't run very well. It so looks like horrible. And yeah. looks terrible and just gets more and more complicated every time they release a new game. Because that... for some reason all the progression is is tied together and it makes no sense. Yeah. But I hope that's not what that means because it doesn't add anything to my Assassin's Creed playing experience other than Oh, I have to click one more button to get to the game I want to play. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand the benefits of having this weird platform for Assassin's Creed games. I, I don't understand why it's like what benefits we have from that. They haven't They're really been very like clear on that. Like any game period like i just don't understand like unless it's like a like a remaster collection like if you can get persona three four and five on one like disc or something and you just it's all on one menu and that's how you pick between them or whatever because you got the special like that's fine or whatever it is like if you have a mod manager or something to pick what mods you want to play with when you're launching the game but generally that's like stuff that like total war has like strategy games where you have a lot of configuration to do before you start a game for 90 hour long first person experiences why <laughs> first first um first person single player experiences. yeah single player open yeah. world things uh, where it's just like what that doesn't that does not make I just sense don't really get really it weird. like <laughs> i think it's that's also the like a big thing i, I don't I know if... what i don't know what engine they're using but it better be good because otherwise you are going to run into the the cod problem and what is probably could eventually become the the halo infinite problem where it's like the the foundation for this building is made out of like like hardened elephant poop and it is going to fall apart because it is just the engine for Modern Warfare 2019 is a great game. It is held together with tissue paper and scotch tape. That that elephant poop is great for a shack, not so great for a skyscraper. Exactly, yeah. And then you 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 put Black Ops Cold War on top of it, and it even then it just starts collapsing, (laughs) and just things on top of that, it just it keeps getting worse. And like Halo Infinite has so many engine problems beyond like oh well the movement and the shooting feels great, and that's 
pretty much where the positives end as far as we know for the Halo Infinite engine and like the plan is to add more for story stuff and it's like dude you 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 played yourselves from the beginning so for their sake if they really are doubling down with this I really hope that whatever they're working in right now is a perfectly bug free and stable environment which it won't video game to be <laughs> they use? which it will not because be because I, I know like Ubisoft's custom engine that they use for some of their games is the Snowdrop engine I don't know if they started making Assassin's Creed in Snowdrop yeah, I'm not but sure. um cuz they, they made I don't think um said what engines the modern games are being made in yeah because uh, they because they use Snowdrop engine for uh, Division One and Two, they used it for um, Mario plus Rabbids of all things. Like they use um, that for a lot of their projects. So I would assume Assassin's Creed is made with the same thing, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. I do think the thing that worries me most about Infinity is that I really don't want this to turn out to be, hey, we're making our single player games games as a service now. In terms of, like, we're going to slowly release the story. We're going to, like, piece if things that, out. If that happens, I don't think I'll just there stop will be playing the games. They're good at the drip feed. But there absolutely should be riots in the street if that happens. <laughs> the games yeah. industry will, bat, will be at an irreversible low. Like, I'm perfectly okay with sequential stories, but do sequels. Do, like, proper yeah. game-sized games in between. Do, like, a Final Fantasy VII remake and, and have your parts of a story but make sure they have a conclusion of an arc within that story and you have an actual build to a thing so it feels like a franchise instead of a mismatch collection of things uh i also really hope i don't want to get a sword in one assassin's creed game and have it in all the assassin's creed games because that ruins the progression completely mm. <laughs> Our oh, video what? game is gone all of a sudden. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. This is not based on anything they have said, but this is my concern of... I'll, I'll use Call of Duty as the example, because I think Call of Duty, it's fine, because it's a multiplayer game, right? If you get a gun that you have in Warzone and in Vanguard, it's fine, because multiplayer. You don't care to earn that thing again uh, if you earned it once. In... A single-player game where progression is an inherent part of like the storytelling and experience that you're going through. I don't want to have to do. I then play the next game and I suddenly am like powerful because I've got all this old gear laying around. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I it's think also generally like... they do a good enough job of like balancing the Ubisoft Connect items or whatever the little achievement things you get are usually not busted. Who knows? Yeah, they... like I, you, you, you think about. I, I saw someone uh, vehemently declaring that Elden Ring is a dead game, and it's like that's a single player game. But have fun justifying was, that. Watch what happens no, 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 as soon as the DLC the, comes. Out. Was, yeah. that from, was that someone from EA saying that Elden Ring was a dead? No, game? some some, no, just some insignificant whelp from the the waves of information on the, the Twitterverse. But it's like, but like lit, like people that people toxic place. like keep playing games that were released like 30 years ago that are single player experience single player experiences don't die when they're complete full games that you can have on the one thing they were released on and if you want to play the other installments you can do the thing next this this is like this is going to end up being textbook how you figure out a way for single player games to die other than having them be like unplayable because of poor software preservation and stuff or having 
an online only feature for some reason that oh, games have to do. Uh, but this, like, that is how you either lose the investment of people who are there when the game starts, because then you have people that are there on launch and they play however many hours and they get to the ending and it's like, oh, well, it's not like done. Like, okay, whatever. This ending for this part might have been like, okay, but I mean, I'm just going to have to like basically do a. a try yearly subscription fee for like 40 50 dollars or something if they're gonna make me pay for it's the like even if it technically game. costs less than it would be if the three games came out separately i i don't care because it feels worse right it's yeah it, it, it the thing you're paying for is worth less because it's being stretched to three mm -hmm. separate things instead of being like three fully fledged things that all actually are worth the separate things. Yeah. Um, but the the other side of that is that okay, you start to lose people that were there from the beginning because they start caring less and less. You also like get people who it come in at the pacing. very end because all of a sudden eight years have gone by and it's like oh well finally Assassin's Creed uh, Orange or whatever has uh, all of its eight parts complete. Uh, so now I can buy what was previously altogether three hundred dollars for less than sixty because now I've waited until it was all over, and it's like mm, I really think the, the only Destiny justification problem. for that is MMOs where content is being developed to a very high standard for expansions, and then they just want to catch exactly. you at the end, right? Like I don't yeah. feel bad when I'm playing World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy, and someone else can get all the expansions by buying the new one, even though I paid for all of them, because I got my enjoyment out of those expansions while they were live, right? So I don't feel bad about it when I have to, when someone else gets it for cheaper, because I got my enjoyment out of it. Yeah. With a video game release, if you're breaking the parts up and you're paying a lot for a part, it's different if it's a sequel. If someone can buy a triple pack, as you can now with the Ezio collection of all the Ezio games of Assassin's Creed for the price of one of the games rather than all four, three or four of them, that's fine. <laughs> it's been like 10 years. Because so that, that those makes, games are that like 10 sense. years apart. They're all separate. They all have their own stories. They're their own things. I don't feel bad about that. If I were to play Life is Strange or something and, and steadily pay for like every single part over the course of a year and they're like, hey, well, now it's done. You can play the whole thing at once which is a better experience anyway you also now get the thing for like ten dollars cheaper than if you had played it as it was coming out i'd be like what excuse me what? you feel like you get robbed that's not correct I'd be like, what? <laughs> i'm sorry I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna buy your stuff anymore yeah, exactly it's just yeah. so weird it's just i hope they don't go that direction this is all rampant speculation yeah, yeah. Because they don't give us any more to go off of, and they start using all these fancy words like Assassin's Creed Infinity and a like global oh, platform for Assassin's Creed. I don't want to. I, I got to think about these things. Why are they actively trying to bring us closer to a dystopia? <laughs> I, I know the answer. Maybe just because it'll make the money. Maybe um, they're role playing. <laughs> maybe they're really they're having fun playing Cyberpunk right now and just they the role game. play as the megacorp. We're the NPCs. All right. That's that's our gaming news for this week. Uh, there's a few few things that I'm sure have trickled through that we'll catch up on at certain points. We should points. talk about the CDPR stuff at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely wanna, talk about I wanna, that. I want to give I, that the proper time. Because yeah, I think we'll, we'll tackle that, and I want to talk about Dunkey and Big Mode. 
donkey. Yes. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. What? Uh, oh. Yeah, you know what? We we got a few minutes. I'll do I'll do the the big mode spiel real quick. Just because I think I don't know that we're gonna have a lot of differing opinions on this. Um it's weird. This is a weird move for Dunkey to make character wise, I guess. Um I think this is an admirable thing to do as someone who likes video games. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, he's hyping himself up very much in this trailer for Big Mode. Is this another face reveal thing? No, Big Mode is no. a publishing <laughs> studio. Dunkey has started game. a publishing a video game publisher to publish indie obviously games. Obviously for indie indie titles. Oh, think Devolver. Think he's trying to he's trying to make Devolver. Yeah, and huh. he hypes himself up, up so much in this. These are like developer friendly contracts, um, and he's going to do so much work to to sell these games. When you normally have a relationship with a publisher. They are doing a lot. There is a lot of work that goes on of marketing, of like all these publishing agreements, platform releases. Dunkey has probably no experience. Yeah. In this. He has, he, has also, he has the experience of a game critic. I was going to say he also has a wealthy catalog of videos where he develops a, a, a big anxiety in the mind of a developer that is indie that he might think your yes. game is garbage. And he kind of reinforces <laughs> that in this publisher it. thing of like talking about we want to get the, the number one games, the number one ideas. Especially for someone with the worst opinions sometimes, which is very like, confusing I, I think Dougie's videos are often very good. Uh, but funny. there are some notable problems and some of his things when you that aren't necessarily hey, problems you when you're just a youtuber that. they're not just a, they're not a problem when you're a youtuber just making youtube videos but as soon as you then involve yourself in the creation of video games you have yes. to go to yourself and be like okay you need to start using language that maybe doesn't make the people that you're pitching your services to feel like trash mm -hmm. because you got to remember at the end that there are developers are people that work very hard on what they're doing and they want you to have, to play a fun game. That's the goal at the end of the day for 99% of developers, I would say. And even if even if a game comes out and it's not a very good game, there is still so much like backbreaking work that's put oh, into yeah. just yeah. getting it out into your hands. And oftentimes the, like, the bad stuff stop. is just bureaucracy or maybe people were just not passionate about it. Maybe it was the wrong project at the wrong time. Lots of things can happen that are not necessarily like huge personal issues that you should target someone about and say they're the problem right this is largely why we haven't really talked about bonnie ross leaving 343 because it's not fair to throw a bunch of garbage at someone for the failure yeah. of a game that is almost certainly not only their fault right absolutely <laughs> so there's a, a line here that i think ducky needs to stop crossing if he's going to take an indie publishing company seriously especially when most of his videos tend to trash games. <laughs> trash games oh, very hard and often incorrectly of like taking their mechanics out of context. The Death Stranding video comes to mind of just being like a gross oh misrepresentation of that oh video game. Oh my god, that drives oh, I me haven't insane. seen that one. Every... It's bad. You know what else? It's real or bad. He's he's really good at taking games that are great and not saying a single word and making them look terrible. Like mm -hmm. the Witcher 3 video comes to mind 
for me. Where like, which can be funny if, if it's in like a lighthearted way, right? But Dunkey right. does not if do there's it. That no, way. If there's, but oftentimes he'll do it with no context, right? Like Witcher Three. Alex just put that as his like favorite game ever. It's one of my favorite games ever. It's one of the Damn games here. that inspired me to study game design in the first place. You watch Dunkey's video. It, with no context as to as to what Witcher Three is or anything, you would think it's the worst thing in existence because he's very good at painting good games in a negative light. He's very good at it, and it yep. to like a scary degree. <laughs> it just it's it's very odd. It's like I'd, I'd almost prefer one of the people that makes like the four and a half hour video essays about video games make an indie publishing studio <laughs> than donkey because his videos are clearly like like again nothing like this is what the what he does what the algorithm wants and what the people want him to do is just short consumable they want the funny and the funny comes fast the funny doesn't come over a period of four and a half hours talking about xeno gears or whatever <laughs> but if you I'm from a, from did, a though. I mean to me it does that was a good video I <laughs> no. watched the other day uh but like it's, it's just a different a different attitude that one has to has to have when you're making a very long video essay about a thing that you are interested in enough to make a publishing company for it's just not only do you come across as you might have a better idea of what you're doing and talking about but it's also like you have more time in that video to go over like okay well nuance. i'm not i'm nuance exactly i'm not constricted by the short rapid fire funny joke timing i don't have to worry about uh explaining myself i could just like i have enough time to have like a a 20 minute here's the good section and a 20 minute here's the bad section so i, yeah. I get the right down the middle of both if there is one and if i really don't like it then it's just three hours of, of why I actually think this game a great right. example of this there's a YouTuber I watched named Chris Gildart great YouTuber solely does videos about Dynasty Warriors only thing this channel does <laughs> videos God. on is the Warriors franchise Rad. and every time this new Warriors game this this person Chad. this wonderful Chris does something called the pro versus con review which is excellent because it's a breakdown of everything good and everything bad about the game and he takes the time his mini reviews are like 15 minutes long his regular reviews are like 30 to 40 and they oh. go into all the nuance of Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> Specific <laughs> mechanics and why they're good or bad and how oh the story God. is told and it's good or bad. Because it turns out when you have a franchise of like nine games that all have the same story, you get to really kind of judge how that story is told and nail what is the right way to do it. And it makes if you can talk for 40 minutes about every entry of a Dynasty Warriors franchise just to review it, and then multiple hours more about random discussions of different topics... Maybe we need to take a very, very nuanced look at certain games when we're we're doing things like that to make sure that they get the right treatment. And it's why like review companies tend to try to have someone who is experienced in the genre review a game because often they are the people that will be able to catch what is actually bad and what is part of the genre or part of the game and not actually a problem. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I would... this is just a rough. I hope this goes well. I hope mm -hmm. I hope you're proven wrong and oh, this yeah. goes well because I think we could and, it could be. And I I fully believe that this is all done with the like absolute best intention sure. in mind as well. Yeah, like, to be to be clear, to be clear. 
It's just that I would feel very differently if like Joseph Anderson, for instance, oh, yeah. let me decided be clear. to make a publishing. And I think a lot of it is that Dunkey has the following to make this work legitimately. Mm-hmm. Like his poll alone, if you can get like five percent of the people that watch his videos to maybe buy a game, huge amount of sales. You've nope. done a great yeah. job. So and a, and a spotlight on more indie games is always a good always, thing, yeah. especially with how many games come out in just one week alone. It's but he, he really pushes in this video that it is like it is him and Leah doing this publishing company. That doesn't give me confidence. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. that does not say confidence to me. That says we're. G- I, I think his goal is to try something different from normal publishing relationships, which sure admirable thing to try. Mm. Generally you really need some background in what you're doing. Maybe he has that and it's just not a well-known thing. Maybe they will figure it out very quickly, which is certainly possible because there's been those games made by people that have never made a game before that are smash hits instantly. Yeah. Uh, it, totally possible. So it could totally work. I'm just very skeptical of Dunkey's persona and publishing video games not necessarily combining super well i think that's the most eloquent way i can say that <laughs> all right yeah well, well we'll revisit big mode when ever big mode does anything <laughs> that's, it could Hopefully be a very soon. long time because hey they're publishing games and i think they were they were aiming for games that are early in development so mm-hmm. could be a while uh that said that's the podcast it's time for shout outs and then we're done Alex, it was your episode. You You're the first shout-out. Uh, shout-out to the Renaissance Fair. I Let's went see. for the first time today. It was very fun. I got to watch people hit each other with lances. Good time, good time. <laughs> and, and eat a scotch egg. Oh. Yeah. It's a, very, it's a very fun fried, compact breakfast item. Or apparently just um, great British snack That's that's eaten a lot. We don't know what they eat there. It could be rocks. Yep. We don't know. It could be rocks. It could be fruity pebbles. <laughs> Same thing. All right. <laughs> hey, who's got checks? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Go what? Do shout your, out. your thing. Shout out to all the voice lines in Age of Empires 4 for all of your villagers and your soldier <laughs> units and everything. They are so fun to listen to. And my my friend and I have been playing it like for the past couple of weeks religiously and uh and we just half of our conversations now are just us quoting random voice lines from that game at each other and like kind of making a half coherent conversation good friendship. Out of it. <laughs> a good friendship um i just shout out quality to that game connection. in general it is a quality quality strategy game very very fun and very good all right brett you want to take this home uh Shout out to uh, I'm watching watching an anime that is coming out now and not 20 years ago. Uh, the new Gundam show, which from Mercury is actually very very good. Uh, the only two episodes out as of today. Uh, but uh, they we we got our we got our female lead. Uh, she is completely socially inept, and we we got. Our our lesbian main character relationship, and it's actually not handled by idiots. So it looks like we're we're gonna have a a, a damn good time in That's this possible? giant robot More show. Thing. I is know, this, crazy. Is this is this the natural conclusion to Serial Experiments Lane? Hmm. 
I actually don't know how that connects to what I just said. <laughs> but okay. So much of a As someone who has watched Elaine like three times, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I do not understand. <laughs> All right. I want to give a shout out to a, a, a strange little game that popped up on the Steam store page the other day. Sometimes I like to look at just weird indie games that show up that I've never heard of before. And this might be one of the best that I've heard in a long time. It is called weird rpg you can find it on steam it's very cheap i just saw that this game is a boss rush arpg type game where you pick up weapons the weapons are very weird in keeping with the name i'll, I'll just read one of the descriptions right now the sword is called human space s space determination this is Aww. not translated into english not the best translation probably machine done but it, it gets the point across the equipment effect of this weapon is determines weapon ability based on graphics card model. <laughs> the better Whoa. the graphics, the less the what? bonus. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's cool. The flavor text on this, the sword of poor guy, feel the power of who without 3080 Ti. That is incredible. Wow. <laughs> there are weapons that are controlled by your microphone. <laughs> oh, that's that's most, amazing. That is the most interesting pay-to-win system that i've ever seen in my entire <laughs> but it's reverse life. pay to win because it gets worse if your graphics card is better that's Incredible. that's that's fantastic really amazing it is super interesting i i love the the zany looking ideas here it probably is an asset flip i think i've seen these assets on the unity store but hey oh, if, it, if it's this creative i'm down yeah i'm down for a very strange thing and most people that i think have played this game have had a very weird uh, that have played this game have had a very good opinion of it, so I gotta try it. Seems like a fun time of bonkers indie ideas. Wow. So it's time to end the show. Wow. Indeed. As always, Tuesday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Time on the podcast, Pop of your choice. See you next week. That's the show. We did it. We made it. I don't know how, but we did it. The Somehow image of tortured Rio Hayabusa. Somehow, <laughs> 001 Radio has returned. <laughs> the image of tortured Ryu Hayabusa better be burned into your skulls. It is.